What's up, everybody? It's the Locked On Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase from WGR Sports Radio 550. And Jordan Hanskin from the Meatball Tribune, as well as this podcast that you're listening to right now. And today we're going to have all-time Sabre numbers for you, numbers 11 through 20. A lot of gimmies, I think, at 11 through 20, no? Yep. Uh, what did we say yesterday? Four? Four retired jerseys? Yeah, four retired jerseys. Uh, we'll get to those in just a second. Yesterday's list, if you missed that, check out the podcast uh, from yesterday. And um, we also had one dispute at number three, and I put that up in the poll. It was the all-time Sabres, all-time Sabre at number three. Mike Robitaille, who was your nominee, or James Patrick, who was my nominee. Mike Robitaille takes the, takes the, the prize at 65% of the vote. So Mike Robitaille will be our uh, listed all-time number three for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, A couple of news items to get to before we get into the list, though. Um, The AHL season has been canceled for the remainder of the year. So even when play resumes, they will not be, uh, there'll be no more games for the Amherst. And I'm tending to think that's how the, uh, the NHL is going to trend there. I saw a story yesterday that the NBA is looking at right now a timeline of resuming play in like mid to late June now. So that's like a three-month delay. And to me, if something similar happens with the NHL, which I'd have to imagine if that happens with the NBA, it'd be the similar case with the NHL. There is no way, for instance, the Sabres are playing another game this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do like a playoff. I think that's probably what they want. They still want to crown a champion. But, uh... Yeah, it seems like the Sabres. Sabres are done. They wouldn't even make the the fun 2014 bracket. I know. They, you don't think they should get a chance, though, to play uh, the, the no. two games in hand and try to catch Montreal? It comes to a point where you got to say, listen, you're in 25th right now. You didn't do enough. Right. It's not like you're going to win the cup anyway. Yeah, I don't care about your games in hand. Tough. Yeah. Or there's also – there's some proposals out there where everybody makes it. Um. I saw one where the seed 16 or was it 17 through 31 all compete in a one round single elimination. And like that involves Detroit, who's already eliminated from not only making the playoffs, but they're eliminated from catching second last. So to think Detroit's cup uh, or hopes could be revived, not that they would ever win it. Um, but would that be amazing? Right. If a team goes on to win after they were eliminated from playoff contention. That would be that would be historic. I can't imagine that that's ever happened before. I kind can't of, imagine it would happen because they a, only have uh, kind yeah. of a contradiction there. I, I think th- it would never happen anyway. I think I saw Tampa had as many points from January first on so far that as as that's as many points <laughs> as Detroit has like on the season. So oh. yeah, it's it's not like they'd ever do anything with it, but you never know. Um, so that's pretty much it. This is going to be a pretty light news item uh, list for the uh, for the time being. And uh, oh, one report that we should uh, we should touch on that uh, is noteworthy to the Sabers. I got to get his exact name in front of me because it is a Finnish player. But the Sabers are back looking in the uh, Finnish Elite League for some help going into next season. Um, I don't have his name in front of me, but a, a teammate of. Um, R2 Rotsalainen, who should be coming over next season, we would think, uh, to play for the Sabres. It sounds like the season he's having over there, that would be it. Um, Emily Suami is the guy. Third in the Finnish league in goals, and the uh, the Sabres are reportedly are, are trying to get him. They're trying to sign him to a deal that would bring him over to North America next season. So you could have two players that are playing very well in the Finnish league right now coming in uh, 
to ne- for next season. So, I mean, they can get all the help they can get, right? I love it. Load up on the fins. <laughs> that they uh they've got some good ones already. Like Yoki Haru is uh, already contributing. Ristolainen yeah. maybe should be traded, but he's he's fine. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, random topic of the day. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of football later on. So stay tuned for that as well. If you're if you're if you're waiting around, hoping for some football talk. Now you wouldn't be coming here for that, but yeah, the Bills. Oh, by the way, check out a uh, lockdown oh. Bills with uh with our uh, our 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 man uh, Joe Marino. He'll have more on that, I'm sure today. Let's get into our uh, all time saber number list again, though. We resume to recap what our uh, first couple of numbers were in the single digits, and actually double zero and ten as well. Double zero, Marty Baran. Number one, Don Edwards. Number two, Tim Horton. Number three, Mike Robitaille. Number four, Jerry Korab. Number five, Mike Ramsey. Number six, Phil Housley. Number seven, Rick Martin. Number eight, Jim Lorenz. Number nine, Jack Eichel. And number ten, Craig Ramsey. We'll continue on uh, as we did yesterday, where you can announce the, uh, or you can go first on the odd numbers. And I think uh, you might have the easiest one of any on this list because only one number eleven in Sabres history. Only one number eleven, uh, Gilbert Perot, uh, still the Sabres' all-time leading scorer this day, which is amazing because he was their first selection in franchise history. So I mean, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable looking back that they, you know, they 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 hit uh, lightning in a bottle and they it became one of I mean my grandfather's favorite player. He will always tell stories about how amazing Gilbert Perot was, and uh, you know it's it's really cool to see you know because like the old mm-hmm. fans just remember that that's their Jack Eichel and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's just something special there. Yeah. Will, uh, do you think Jack Eichel breaks his franchise record? It's a big number, 1,326. And he's probably got to play it 15, 16 years for the Sabres. But uh, Eichel might be the only guy that we've seen come around here that maybe could break his record. Because he's, Perot's five, over 500 points ahead of second. Yeah. I think hockey players, they just play for a long time. So I'd imagine as long as he stays here, you know, he'll, he'll get there. Yep. I think he he has the. I mean, it's different. It's a different time. It's different scoring. But I I think I think the numbers are definitely attainable. Yeah, let's move on to uh, number twelve. Perot, by the way, actually, before we get off him, where do where do you think he goes in the uh, the all time saber draft that we're gonna have? I I think he might go past the top two. Crazy enough. You think people are gonna bail on him? Well, I don't know. I think I would. I I mean, I'm trying to hit, don't want to hint at my strategy here, but I might take. That's he's just you're just smoke screening anyway. Who 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 needs you? Um, Perot was my owner has traveled to Gilbert Perot's uh, pro day. Yeah, so big stat numbers by the way from Perot: two 100 plus point seasons, 76, 113 points in 80 games in 1980, 106 points. So big numbers all the way through his career, obviously, and um, never won the Hart Trophy though. Like, interestingly enough, never won the hard trophy. Was always kind of in the running, was getting votes a lot of the time, but um, never ended up with it. Let's go to number 12. I am going with Alesh Kodalik, uh, who played a, a significant amount of time for the Sabres from 2001 until 2009. I saw the Winter Classic was on the other day on NHL Network because they're trying to fill time with the, the league being gone. And they had the 2008 Winter Classic, Sabres and Penguins on, and there's Alesh Kodalik scoring in the shootout. The best shootout player probably in franchise history. Some big uh, seasons, four 20-goal-plus seasons. Um, a big contributor in that 05-06 year where he ended up with 62 points. And um, I think he led the team in uh, 
maybe playoff points that year. He led the team in something over the court. I don't remember what it was, but he was a big contributor. Played a lot with Chris Drury in those two seasons. And um, a, a, a guy that you could stick at the point and you'd be in big trouble if the play went back the other way. But the shot was filthy. He kind of reminds me almost of Victor Olofsson, where he's a pretty good offensive player all the way around, but the shot is just like what blows you away. Yeah, um, I think I think Kotalik's a good pick. You know, he spent, I mean, majority of his career here. Um, I actually dropped him down a little bit because of, uh, you know, not wanting to come back, not wanting to play in Rochester. Mm. Be a team guy. Come on, so it's Ro- Rochester <laughs> versus Rochester versus uh, his home, his home country. <laughs> I That's ended not... up going with I ended up going with Andre Andre Savard. Mm. Uh, he okay. ended up he had a he had a better career. He he had a short, not a super long stint in Buffalo. I think it ended up being 76 seven through 81. Years, seven years, eight years. Oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry, 76 through 83, so seven years, yeah. But he had he had one big season in 1980. He uh, scored 31 goals, 43 assists, 74 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was seemed, like, points-wise, he had pretty consistent uh, years. I think one year was cut short due to injury. But overall, mm-hmm. I think this guy was a big factor in the late 70s, early 80s Sabres. I think uh, I, I respect the pick. I do think you're going to come up short here because when we put up the poll on who's the all-time number 12, I think Alesh Kodalik might run away with it. Um, more likable, probably, or more remembered. I'm not sure everyone knows who Andre Savard even is. Like Good good numbers there in the 80s for the Sabres in the late 70s for sure. Um, so we'll see. Well, Andre Savard or Alesh Kodalik, both good choices here. Both close. Like the offensive statistics are not too far off. Remember, Savard played in an era where goaltenders didn't know how to goaltend. So there's that. Um, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it will come out. Uh, maybe the old guard will will get Savard in there. Uh, number thirteen. The floor is yours. This is this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. This is uh, I I'm going simply by name, and I'm giving it to Vyacheslav Kozlov. Wow, that's a terrible choice. That's a terrible choice. You can't do that. Why? He he didn't want to play here, and he stunk. (laughs) But his name is cool. So that's why you're giving it to him? Not a great list of players on the board. I think that's ridiculous. Vyacheslav Kozlov, come on, man. Awful. He's one of the worst Sabres. He might be one of the worst Sabres in history. (laughs) That's hot. That's a hot take. Well, okay, fine. I'll go with uh, Sean Bell. Shuffle only played a few games. The answer here has got to be, I, I think I need to overrule you here. The answer has got to <laughs> be Yuri, Yuri Himalev, man. Like one of the first Russians to play in the NHL um, came over at age 28, only had two really good seasons, but he did have two really good seasons, 20 goals for the Sabres in 93, 27 goals and 31 assists in 93, 94. Um, I know that there's that role, the highlight film, Rick Jenneret CD with all his best calls. And Yuri Himalev had like the second hat trick of a night for the Sabres. And there was where nobody had a hat left. And RJ was saying, nobody's got a hat left. Yuri Himalev's got a hat trick. Um, and, you know, there's only two big seasons there. But that's enough for me when the, the bar is this low. And he works as a scout right now for the Sabres. I imagine he probably works for them overseas. I don't really know exactly where, but maybe he's their Russian scout. I don't know. But um, the fact that he still works in the organization, he had two really good seasons I'm going with uh with Yuri Himalev. Other 13s, by the way, you could have that we didn't mention here. Yuri Novotny in 06 and 07, uh, Tim Kennedy in 2010, and then uh, Jimmy VC this season. 
You could have Tim Yuri, Kennedy would have been an option, maybe. I think Yuri Himalev is definitely the answer. But Yuri I just Himalev wanted to, I wanted to pick the worst. Oh my god, dude, you're come on, <laughs> Kozlov, get out of here with that nonsense. That's he awful. Great, he had a great name. Um, let's go to number fourteen. Number fourteen uh, is easy. Rene Robert, uh, number retired. Yeah. Interestingly, have there's ever ever been a guy in sports that's had his number worn more after he was gone and then had it retired than Rene Robert? Listen to the list of players that wore fourteen after Rene Robert. Norm Grattan. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Norm Grattan wore it in '73. There's a weird thing there with some the of the Sabres. is numbers fascinating. Out. Why are these guys just swapping numbers? I, I think there was something where the Sabres like swap numbers, like for a couple games or something. I, I don't really know the story. If, if anybody knows that, feel free to tweet it at me at Sneaky Joe WGR or at the podcast Locked On Sabres or with Jordan at JR Hanskin. Yeah, still a lot of players though. Alan Hayworth played or wore fourteen in the early '80s. Mike Moeller wore it in the mid '80s. Mikel Anderson wore it in the late '80s. Steve Ludzik in 1990. Jody Gage in '92. Dave Hannon '92 through '95. Like, is he wearing fourteen when he scores the the fourth overtime goal against Marty Brodeur? Like, back to where Jimmy Hoffa is goal. Like, is Dave Hannon wearing fourteen? I can't picture it in my head, but. That is one, two, three, four, five, six guys that wore the number 14 after Rene Robert, and then he had his number retired. But all that to be said, easily, Rene Robert is the answer here. Um, only seven years, which, you know, only seven years. Seven years is a lot. He had a 100-point season for them, obviously a part of the French Connection, big seasons, time after time after time. And, um, yeah, he's, he's the easy answer here. Yeah, 100% easy answer. Uh, you, had, you It would be a crime to leave, you know, the French connection off the list or not have them all be not have them all be uh, credited as the best to wear their jersey. Uh, yeah. So 15, I think, I think you got to go Jack. Looking at this list, I think it's Jack again. I think it's, Michael. I think it is by the way, quick clarification. Dave Hannon was wearing number 14 when he scored that famous Sabre goal uh, against the devils. So that's funny. Yeah. Wow. Like I think, I think Eichel is. Uh, I think Eichel's got to be the answer, which means he'd make this list twice. I think Marty Baron probably makes this list twice. We'll see when we get to forty-three. Um, but we already have Eichel in at number nine over Derek Roy, which just on peak alone, I think is the right answer. But what else are you supposed to do here? I mean, a lot of there's a lot of number fifteens, but Except nobody really for an extensive amount of time. Jerry Meehan, Dixon. Yeah, Ward, it's not. None of these guys are able to, you know, surpass what Jack did in those three years alone. Uh, yeah, just... Meehan's probably the answer before Eichel, um, but I don't know, man. Like, I gotta give it, to, I gotta give it to Jack. And even in those couple of seasons when he was wearing number fifteen, he wasn't to the level of even he is at now, where he's like capable of getting a hundred points. But the guy was, even as a teenager, he was one of their best players. So I, I gotta give him, I gotta give it to him. I think Eichel deserves fifteen. I right. think it's an easy answer, really. All right, we got a couple more easy answers on the way here, at least in the next one. Maybe we got some tougher ones after that. Uh, number 16 goes to, obviously, Pat LaFontaine, who has, funny enough, kind of disappeared from the organization in uh, any sort of alumni event or anything like that since he, he, was, uh, he left and uh, they, they agreed to part ways when he was the president of hockey operations for like three months. And um, but there are big offensive seasons, 148 points, which I still believe is the season mark for the most points in a season. I've, I have to double check that, but I'm almost positive that 148 is the uh, the Sabre record for most points in a season. Um, 
not like a super, super long time here, 91 to 97. And there were some concussion issues there. Of course, at the end, he only played 16 games in 94, 22 games in 95, 13 games in 97. But all in all, whenever that guy was on the ice and whenever he was healthy, he was one of the best in the NHL. And his best time, his best parts of his career were with the Sabres. So I do believe uh, Pat LaFontaine is the very, very easy answer. Also considering his numbers retired for the Sabres. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, he has the historic marks. He has the memorable goals, the memorable goal calls from Jennerette. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just, I mean, Sabres lore, LaFontaine's on that, on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, number 17. I'll let you go ahead here. There is a many ways you could go here. 17, by the way, since really J.P. Dumont left in 2006, has maybe got the worst track record for Sabre numbers since then because the list of guys that have wore 17 since Dumont is atrocious. The best is Grignani? Grignani, I mean, he led the team in points in their last playoff series. Yeah, How about it's that? It's got to be Grignani. And then second best, the guy taking the silver medal of this list of eight, nine guys is Tori Mitchell. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a wild new- group. Yeah, for those listening, this is the list since Dumont left of guys that wore 17. Marc-Andre Grignani, Dominic Moore, Rafi Torres, Linus Omark, Tori Mitchell, David Legwand, Jordan Nolan, Vladimir Sabatka, and now Wayne Simmons. Tori Mitchell, one of the one of the guys that was too good to be on the tank team. Yeah, they shipped him off for a seventh round pick just because like well, we don't even want the seventh round pick. We gotta get him off. Um so uh, who's so who would be your uh, your answer here for the uh, I was very tempted to take Dumont because Dumont is one of Me my two. But I end up going with Mike Fuller. Yeah, I think he's gotta be the answer. I, I, I too think, like I'd like to see Dumont get on this list, but it's gotta be Felino. I think solely on the goal celebration alone. I yeah. think you have to put him in. Like it's the goal celebration that Ooh. I would do in like playing street hockey. Like, I remember the, I remember seeing highlights, and I'm like, this is a funny one. He just jumps. Is it the all-time Sabre goal celebration? Uh, no. I mean, if you're going if like, iconic moments, like Max in front of Gunoff sliding down. The no, 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 yeah, but I'm talking, like, a, a oh, celebration like, that you like, do over and over. Like, I think Danny Briere's fist pump might be the best ever. Like, Danny it's not Breer's even fist, fist pump. pump. It's like a swing. It's almost a swing, like, down below. Yeah, I think I love, I do love, though, like, just the just the one jump. I yeah. Think it's, I think it's funny. Like, I think it's a good one. Okay. I, I like it too. Um, I would put it up there. Patrick Coletta, by the way, a low key good one. Oh, he Patrick would do the Coletta. little. No, Patrick Coletta is great. Yeah. Where he yeah. like waves by his ear and then like uh, slides across the ice. Yeah. 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 I like Coletta's too. Um, yeah. Fin- if you're talking one offs, like a Finnegan off Supermaning at center ice is pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, Felino's definitely up there. I put him in the top two. Him and Briere, those are my two favorites. And Coletta would be right there too. If I might be forgetting one. There aren't many um, guys. I, I want that back. I want signature celebration. Not Taki, man. Like it's an old boys club. They don't like to offend each other. You 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 you, you disrespect somebody and they start to punch you in the face. It's like baseball. They don't like to offend stuff. each other, but they also have like the closest celebrations to like soccer's chaos. Like they right when when they score, like people go ballistic. And like, but they, they also don't want to like offend people. Like nobody's doing the arrow thing. I think, uh, what was the last one that got really offensive? Oh, the Anissa with the Rangers shooting like a gun. Yeah. (laughs) Stick became a gun. He shot at the net and everybody on Tampa went after him like immediately. (laughs) That's awesome. 
So I think someone came off the bench too from that to go after him. Like they were that mad. Like I think uh, it was Steve Downey. Steve Downey saw that happen, jumped off the bench for Tampa and went after him. Like that's how mad they were. It's what amazing. A uh, and Anisimov's like, what'd I do? Like he had no idea like what was happening. <laughs> he was just having fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, went, I went with Steve. You know, I think like longevity yeah. too. And uh, he's another he's another one of those. So I think we go back to this every time we mention the old guys. It's like a guy that everyone remembers fondly. And it's like, yeah, that guy was awesome. And he had a son that also played for the team, which is cool. Right. He did. Um, and I believe and he, oh, he's another son, by the way, captain of the Blue Jackets, Nick Felino, of course, who is uh, from Buffalo. Um, a couple of big trades that he was involved in, or at least one, one. He was involved in one big trade. Uh, he was part of the Danny Gare trade. They, uh, the Sabres get, they, they traded Danny Gare, Jim Schoenfeld, and Derek Smith for uh, Mike Felino as well as Dale McCourt and Brent Peterson. So big, one of the biggest trades in team history brought Mike Felino here, and he uh, definitely performed once he was here. Uh, so we got Felino at 17. Definitely honorable mention, though, to J.P. Dumont. Definitely deserved. Uh, also a very underrated Sabres playoff goal to go up 3-0 against Ottawa in the 2006 series. Scores in overtime, a floater over the right shoulder of Ray Emery. Um so a big goal by Dumont, and uh, yeah, he's definitely a, a beloved player from that era as well. Number 18 is easy because it's a retired number. We just mentioned him. He was part of the Mike Felino trade. Danny Gare gets the uh, gets the the nod at number 18. First 50-goal season with the team, 56 goals in 1979-1980. Actually, that might not be the first. That might be the, the, high, the high mark at the time. I don't remember. There's something about Danny Gare's... Uh, goal total there was maybe it was the first 50 goal season it's it, some of the, the 70s stuff is obviously foggy for me because i wasn't alive for it so it's just when you read stuff um it wasn't the fifth, first 50 goal season rick martin had a couple but um 56 at the time would have been the franchise record led the league in goals that year and um yeah danny gare also like a big part of the saber community now like not everybody hangs around like perot lives up in quebec i think and like Rene robert is around and like those guys are around once in a while but like Danny Gare is at everything. Like the Sabres have an event, like the wine, wine fest or turkeys, uh, tur- tickets for turkeys or whatever. What they do at Thanksgiving, like Danny Gare is there. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely a staple of like the Buffalo community. Still is in commercials. Still does a lot of stuff, and it's yeah. it's nice to see. You always you always kind of endear yourself to guys like that. Right. Guys that hang around, and, you know, love the city. Um, he's another one that's kind of funny. Where <laughs> eight guys wore the number after. <laughs> After he retired. Including Tim Connolly, by the way, who was the last to wear it. I remember Connolly wearing 18. Yeah, and it seems like it's just, uh, you know, the Sabres just, they they wait until you retire the numbers. Um, right, right. That's just kind of a thing. Like, Danny Gare played in the 70s, and he didn't get his jersey retired until after 2003. So it's, right. it's an interesting thing there. But, yeah, great player. Uh, seems like a really nice person, too. So Yeah. Definitely. Uh, speaking of Tim Connolly, uh, I think he might be my answer for 19. I want to hear yours first. I'm still debating, but I think I'm going with Connolly. Who's your number 19? I, I, think, I, I think it's got to be Connolly. I think I got to go with Connolly. Um, I, I Brian Holzinger was the close one. Yeah. Right. Looking back on Connolly, though, if he played longer, he would go, he would be remembered as one of the, like, he might be remembered as one of the best savers. Like, he had so much talent. Mm-hmm. It was looking back, like I've realized, like I didn't like him when I was a kid. I think just because, like, I was mad that he was hurt all the time, and like, right. you know, it's it's a shame because you watch the highlights and it's like, oh my god, this guy is unbelievable. 
Like this guy can do this Same. guy is special. And it's uh it's kind of sad looking back on it, but um I guess uh Tim Graham wrote an article recently about him. Oh yeah. I would definitely encourage people to read that. Like it was a great story of McConnelly talking about like what he's gone through since he retired. And there's a lot of former, like he kind of went away from the game. Like he kind of disappeared like Ryan Miller, who used to be his roommate and lived with Tim, uh, with Tim Connolly had told Tim Graham for the stories. Like I haven't heard from him in years. It's like, if, if you, uh, if you talk to him, tell him to text me, like, it's been a while for, for him. And he was at 2000s night. And I think a lot of guys were talking about, it was the first time they had seen him in a while. He said he's living in Rochester now and um, that he's, he's coaching youth hockey. So he's kind of getting back into the sport a little bit, but yeah, man, like there are comments in there from players like Briere and like former teammates are like that guy could do things with the puck that I could never dream of. And I'm hoping like there's this, uh, this this talk right now that MSG is going to be showing old games, classic Saber games, and I badly hope that Game One against Ottawa in 2006 is going to be one of those games. I think Tim Connolly in Game One against Ottawa in 06 is the greatest Saber performance in any game ever. Like it's a playoff oh, game. Wow. It's a I really do. It's a playoff game. It's a big playoff game. He ended that series that game with five points, including the an insane goal like to stick handle around the defenseman where he it's almost like um that goal he scores against toronto when he's wearing the red jersey uh that you've seen highlights of like turns him into a corkscrew rj's call for that he almost makes that move and scores then he scores with like 18 seconds left to tie it after he set up Derek roy to tie the game a minute earlier like the guy was unstoppable in that game and he was unstoppable in that playoff run and um it was, it was a reason like we always focus on the defense, losing the defenseman against Carolina. Hey man, if they, if they had Tim Connolly and a, a little more offense in that series against Carolina, maybe it doesn't matter if they were lo- missing that many defensemen. Yeah. That's the seven to six game, right? That's the seven one to where, six. So yeah. It's, it's just like Connolly and Derek Roy just kept putting up points. Roy, Roy still has the playoff uh, record for points in a game with, I think six. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that game, that game better be on the list of classic Sabres games. I hope so. I, I don't even know if they have a broadcast to it, though. I don't know either. I don't know how it works. If I bet they do. Mm-hmm. I bet they. I bet they have. Um, like I bet they, or they could just use the radio call. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, sorry. Two two goals. Two goals and one assist in that game for Connolly. Roy had two goals and three assists. Five points for Roy. Uh, three for Connolly. But I still maintain so that Connolly was unstoppable. Connolly still had the best performance? I do. I think so. Yeah. I think Connolly was amazing in that game, dude. He was incredible. Yeah. I'm giving it to Connolly. I don't care. I think he had, I, that was the best, at least in the playoffs. I don't know. What, was, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to get some respect? And maybe don't keep piling up in the secondary assists. How about that, Derek? <laughs> Always, always a Tim Connolly guy over Derek Roy for me. Um, and then number 20, our final player on our, on today's list. We're going to continue doing this list in the coming days. Uh, number 20 to me has to be uh, Don Luce. I mean, all yeah. over, all over the Sabres all-time uh, career leaders list. Um, seventh all-time in games played. Seventh all-time in assists. Seventh all-time in points. Um, he's up there in almost everything. Second all-time in shorthanded goals. He had 25 shorthanded goals. And he had some big seasons uh, back in the 70s. So Don Luce was an important part of the team. Some big offensive seasons too, 76 points in 75, 70 points the year after. 60. He had 60 or more points 
in uh, in five years in a row for the Sabres, uh, getting Selkie votes uh, three years in a row, won the Masterton in 75. Um, to me, Don Luce is probably the uh, the easy answer here. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the easy answer. I think, like, if you were going, like, second place, would you go Paye? I yeah, I think Pie is probably yeah, Pie would be second. I liked Pie. Pie was a good third back line. Back on Pie, like I that was another one of those players where I was just like, you don't need to get rid of this guy. You just you just sign. Yeah, that was a weird one. Why they get trade him to Boston? That was weird. I don't know. Like you just you could just bring Danny Pie back. It's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna cost you much. And then Danny Pie became you know a checking line player for a cup team. So. Mm-hmm. Danny Paya, by the way, in 2007-2008, he had 19 goals and 16 assists. He did get a Selkie vote that year. Danny Paya did? Danny Paya did. How about awesome. that? He got a Selkie vote. And uh, I, let me let me look real quick at the voting on that list. Um, he finished 65th, which actually was tied with Derek Roy. He got one fifth-place vote. That's, that's good. That's, that's, that's all you could really ask for if you're Danny Paya. Um, Amazing, if, he made now, it into his ballot. But yeah, now I know you we 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 picked on loose, but do you mm. think that there was any chance that Zach Delby could have gotten the vote? Oh my goodness! For for this number, <laughs> he hey, man, he, he contributed. He contributed to an important cause. So yeah, he deserves some uh, respect here. Rob Biedermeyer, Dick Had Duff, Leander's second stint. <laughs> Dick Duff in 1971, one of the great saber names in history. Dick Duff. Um, or yeah, second second stint. Henrik Talinder wore number twenty two. Got to We got to give that a shout out. Scott Wilson's still on the team. He's in Rochester, <laughs> which is canceled. So I guess maybe he has a saber. I don't know. Um, so there's that. All right. So to recap our uh, number uh, eleven through twenty list, we had Gilbert Perot at eleven. We had a dispute at number twelve between Alesh Kodalik and who did you pick again? I already forgot who it is. Andre Savard. Andre Savard, yeah. Okay, Yuri Hemelev at number 13 after you disgracefully tried to nominate Vyacheslav Kozlov. I nominated um, everybody but Yuri Hemelev. I, right, who is like the easy answer. It's not, not even close. Uh, Rene Robert at number 14. Jack Eichel at 15. Pat LaFontaine at 16. Number 17, Mike Foligno. Number 18, Danny Gare. Number 19, Tim Connolly. And number 20, Don Luce. Um, Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. We're going to go over games we'd like to see MSG broadcast in terms of classic games, and we'll uh, we'll keep our list going as well. But Marty Baran on Twitter yesterday asking fans, and we actually heard from Marty yesterday. Um, he was texting a Bulldog at WGR that they were already thinking about doing classic games. So that's going to happen, it looks like, and they're just kind of putting together a, a list of games that they're going to put on. So we'll see what that ends up being. Um, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. Real quick, like a minute or two on this, uh, our random topic of the day is going to be Bills related. And again, if you want more on the Bills, check out Locked On Bills with Joe Marino. Um, Stefan Diggs or Tom Brady? Leave it. D- Br- Diggs coming to the Bills or Brady leaving the Patriots? What's bigger? Um, I think it's I think it's Brady leaving the Patriots. I think it is too. I think dude, the Bills are going to be the favorite. I think they're going to be the favorite to win the AFC East. Brady leaving the Patriots is. The world is different. Like it's 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 a new world. Like all it took was a pandemic to get him to go. But mm. I mean, this is this is new territory. Like we just we don't the the, the wicked witch is gone. <laughs> yes, finally. 
I mean, Diggs is Diggs is awesome. Like that's that's like the type of movement we built that we've been craving for the Bills for yeah. like a couple of years now. Um, I mean, that's just a great trade. I mean, great deal. I mean, would you trade like? Would you draft Stephon Diggs at twenty two? I would. Like um yeah i would for sure and the contract's not bad like we'll see if it comes with a with another uh chunk of money on top of it i think it very well could but if it doesn't 12 million dollars over four years for stefan diggs is like absolutely perfect and he seems excited i mean at least via twitter so that's great. right um and by the way there is a report in the last few minutes that tom brady has made his decision we don't know yet uh, Colin Cowherd actually says, just got a text. Tom Brady has made his decision and he is implying, I guess that it's either the chargers or the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be the bucks. I think he, I think that's that. Cowherd, that's the, hey man, Cowherd's in LA though. I wonder if that means it's chargers. Right, if but, he's the guy I mean, if you had out. your pick, wanna, do you want to play for, uh, I mean, they're both like about the same, like talent level. Like really? Yeah. I think the bucks, I think the bucks actually revamped their defense year yeah um, i i would probably i would guess the bucks just because i think bruce arians is a bit more like yeah. polished or i don't know i don't know what the word is like he's just a little bit more i mean bruce arians like did a lot of, like, he's a better quarterback mind goals. he's a better yeah. quarterback yeah. he'll get anthony more out of like anthony Gins, anthony lynn's like a great like run game coordinator. right right he was a running back coach really right for the Bills. yeah yep All right, again, for more on the Bills, check out Joe Marino's Locked on Bills podcast. That's going to do it for me and Jordan today on Locked on Sabres. Come back tomorrow for more on what MSG should do with uh, their their roster of classic Sabre games. We'll see. uh, Me and Jordan will go over what we'd like to see them do there. And uh, we'll continue on with our all-time Sabre number list. Uh, We are through 20, so we'll try to get through 30 tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Check me out on Twitter at SneakyJoeWGR. Check Jordan out on Twitter at JRHanskin. The podcast is at Locked On Sabres. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.